0: hi welcome to the live hola. hola i hope you all had a fantastic weekend emma had another experience full weekend i don't know what i did this weekend i can't remember my mind's just gone completely blank
1: no gigs or anything
0: no, i didn't do any i don't think i did anything of any note um so tell tell everybody emma how was your fantabulous weekend <laughs>
1: it was great yeah i had a talk on the friday it went really well it was very fun and then just chilled in edinburgh i love edinburgh
0: i love edinburgh you need to like come up. it is and also everyone in edinburgh is really good looking did you notice that or was that just where i went
1: but yeah i think that might have been a you thing
0: uh, i feel like everyone is like expat from
1: somewhere in europe although actually maybe that's all changed now because of brexit you do get a lot of like foreign people I think just because of the uni maybe well yeah, it's like an it's interesting so place to colors. live like, if you're not going to live in London then you might yeah. be like mm, Edinburgh. Yeah, it's it's
0: so beautiful, the
1: architecture, they
0: have great food, great coffee, great restaurants, great hotels. I'm I'm down for Edinburgh. Um he did a talk and Amelia did a talk and Deren did a talk. You said Deren's talk was gold. Why was it gold? It was. It
1: was just, uh, it was more like based at personal trainers. But it, there was just some like good points about marketing, etc. Marketing. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. those boys know how to market themselves, that's for sure. Okay, um, so shall we start with the quizzes and then see if there's anything on the live? Yes. Um, okay. Tara Peacock. What a Pretty name. Hello ladies. My question is this. My goal is fat loss and I carry a lot of my weight around my stomach. I'm happy with my legs. I like the shape and size of them, but I have a good few pounds to lose. Maybe a stone. Each week I'll run twice. I have one PT session booked before I joined the EC method and I have eight sessions left. One push, one pull, one legs a week. I'm relatively new to resistance training, so my legs seem to be quite receptive to it. I don't want them to get any bigger. Can you reassure me that one leg session a week won't increase their size too much and is actually good for shaping them and my flat butt? Or am I wrong and I shouldn't be
1: doing legs? Emma. Yes, I can reassure you that. Oh, have I got a big echo? No. Um. That sounds perfect. What you're doing, and I wouldn't worry at all. I think you'll find that your legs become more shapely as you lose body fat. But it's very rarely that you have too much muscle on your leg. It's on your legs. It's just probably primarily where you're storing body fat. It's probably where your body likes to store body fat, and unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about that. But as you lose body fat, they will get leaner
0: yeah I second that I think you'll know if you if you start to see them getting as you'll yeah as you lose body fat, you are going to find that you look like a smaller person even if you are gaining muscle at the same time. like if you ever see like bikini competitors in real life when they're really close to stage, they are tiny and they only look like they're packing a shit ton of muscle when they're on that stage with all those lights and um it would be really weird if all of a sudden you were like, oh God, my lower body's blown up. And, it, and if that did happen, it would likely be fat gain, not muscle gain. However, all the above being said, if you find that you get, and this won't happen in a few months, so let's let's just go way into the future, a couple years into lifting, and you're like, oh, actually, my legs are starting to get a lot bigger now. Easy peasy, just stop training them for a bit, and they'll, they'll start
1: to atrophy. So, yeah, but I don't think that will happen. No. 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 And I think that, you know, the whole muscle weighs more than fat, which it doesn't, but like it's, <laughs> it's more dense. Yeah. So it takes up less space. So a pound of fat takes up much more space than a pound of muscle. So, yeah, this is the, the whole point of what Chloe's saying. Like, you won't look big. You look very petite, despite the fact that you have more muscle. Yeah. 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 It's
0: a, it's an
1: optical illusion.
0: Um, Zoe, Olivia. Hello, I have two questions, if I may. Yes, you may. One, on resistance training day, should you do your steps before or after lifting weights? Okay, so we don't care what, when, how, why you get your steps in. For some of you, you'll just be active and you'll be nailing steps. Some of you will be doing, trying to make them up by going for a daily walk, for example, um and some of you will be doing probably a little bit of cardio after your lifts to get them up so if i'm guessing from the question that you are doing the latter um i would like you to do any kind of cardio that you want to do after your lift um unless you are really like in this for fitness which we talked about in the last live. um two if doing the steps fuck short with your knee can you do a bike ride or something non-impact instead i'm thinking spin emma you take that one
1: yes absolutely so remember that steps are just a crude measure of your energy expenditure and ideally we would have you living a more active life but if that's not your life we're not going to be like quit your office job and do something more active um so yeah you can absolutely like if you need to go swimming to get some activity in if you want to do a cycle like if you're commuting via cycling like that still counts as expenditure it's just really easy for us to monitor steps and it's very hard for us to be like x steps would be equivalent to x time on the bike because it depends if you're cycling up a hill or if you're freewheeling down a hill like yeah. yeah so there's so many factors that come into it but really what we need is you to be active for your health And then active in terms of your calorie expenditure. So from our point of view, if we want to create a calorie deficit for you to lose body fat, we need to know that consistently you're moving X amount. And thus from there, we can create a deficit. So if if you want to do cycling instead of steps, totally fine. But just keep it consistent. Keep it to the same time so that when we need to make adjustments, we know where we're adjusting from.
0: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll typically tell clients that if you can't hit steps and you you can't walk whatever and you you have a spin bike at home, I like to start like small with that kind of added cardio. As Emma said, it's not as quantifiable as steps, um, so I like to start small and I'll typically be like do 20 minutes after your workouts, which hopefully will be you know three to five times a week, and then let's just see what happens. Exactly what Emma said, stay consistent and we monitor and adapt as we go. And if we need to add time, we do, and if we don't, we don't. Um, but yeah, all great points uh oh sarah de la Co cosy i don't know i like it ooh. how exotic um hang on i like your profile picture as well where's she from <laughs> um hello lovely lady sorry if this has been asked before i'm wondering if there is a workout pattern that works best should i train monday tuesday wednesday thursday and then have the rest of the week off or should I do every other day or something else? I am aiming for four workouts a week. Um, all of the above are fine. As long as you feel like you're you're fueled and recovered and well-rested and happy to train four days in a row, I'm absolutely fine for you to train four days away in a row. If you feel like that's not the case, then split it up. Do two days on one day off or every other day, as you said. Um, honestly it's really subjective and it totally and it will change week to week totally depends on when it feels good for you Emma what do you think
1: I agree I think the biggest thing is getting the workouts in and when that fits in with your life best and that it's not compromising too many other aspects of your life that's number one ideally from like a physiological perspective yeah breaking them up would probably be best because then you're optimizing your recovery in between your workouts so if you want if you're doing four a week and you want to do Monday, Tuesday, West Rent West rest Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, and then rest the weekend, like that that might be a great way to do it. But equally it's gonna make very little difference if you're getting in all the workouts. And that's our primary goal here. And remember that like most people on the EC method are have busy lives right and this is just a small part of it like we're not working with elite level athletes so we want this to fit in with your life as opposed to you trying to mold your life around our given training program like if we had exact schedules for everyone it like obviously just wouldn't fit in people's lives and then it ends up not being maintainable for you um i mean
0: i feel like i'm an elite level athlete but whatever can I just say while you were talking how much browner is my brown forearm than my white it oh, is so much browner anyway um do we have anything on the live before we move to another quizie? no we're good on the live okay this is one for you Emma Faye Watson ah just a quick one it takes me over an hour to do the push pull legs etc at the gym and I'm really enjoying them and I'm getting some pbs but I'm running out of time For the giant sets at the end, which is frustrating. is that OCD in me needs to finish the whole workout. Does it matter too much? Is it for a little cardio and muscle exhaustion at the end? Thank you so much. I've learned tons with you both over the year, listening to your podcasts. Oh, thanks,
1: Faye. Emma? So it it doesn't matter so much. Like if you were going to miss anything, I would miss that. Although, actually, no, I'm going to reframe that we're going to re reword that I would prefer actually that you took like a a set out of each work or each exercise so that you have more time at the end to do the finisher the finisher shouldn't take long because there's minimum recovery in it and yeah it's kind of just to finish you off at the end and make you leave a little bit fatigued and feeling like you've worked hard (laughs) (laughs) Chloe's so mature today um yeah so that that is what i do but yeah it's not the end of the world like you will get the vast majority of the benefit of the workout from missing that but it would be good to get in try a few and see how you feel
0: or do it later at home
1: because most of them are like bodyweight-esque kind of you could sort of do something like that okay Lorna barron Hey, yeah,
0: I've read about doing a loading phase on first taking creatine, upping the amount to get good stores in place first. Is that something you recommend? So it's not about getting good stores in place first. You just saturate the muscle quicker if you do a if you do a bigger load. Um, you don't need to do it. No, I don't. I think you know Emma will probably say, and I wouldn't disagree, that it's not actually that pleasant, um, especially if you're taking it in powder form. Um, you can do it if you want to, but is it is it super necessary? No, um, I think it's comparatively. What is it? Twenty grams a day will saturate the muscle in a week, whereas five grams a day will saturate the muscle in a month, around about ish thereabouts. So, do it whichever way you please, Emma. What do you think about
1: loading phases? I'm not a fan mainly because you'll end up retaining a little bit more water which probably from a psychological perspective puts you off you can also get quite bad like stomach cramps if you're trying to get in 20 grams a day like there's there's because you're having a higher dose there's just that more chance of the small side effects that creatine has but they're going to be elevated during that time and i just don't think there's much benefit to it and you're not in a race to saturate your muscle like (laughs) you've probably spent the last 40 odd years depending on how old you are not taking creatine like why is there a need to saturate your stores within a week if you're going to be taking it like for the rest of your life anyway or like for a prolonged period of time anyway so i i wouldn't bother but it really is here nor nor there like it's not a big deal either way yeah i've done it
0: and yeah it it does mess with water for me and the scales do go completely back and But I was fine with it. Um, I I just, exactly what Emma said though, like I wouldn't do it again because why? I just, why? James always does it. And James, you know, James is huge and it makes a bit more sense. Well, it's just, it's not that it makes more sense. It's just that it's less of a a thing.
1: Well, it does make more sense, right? Because, you know, we just give out the standard three to five grams per day. But there is, and I can't remember off the top of my head, like per kilogram body weight. Like yeah. James obviously needs more than we do because he has more yeah. muscle mass, which means he can store more creatine. So yeah. there is an element of that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean he'll so James will typically, and I think actually Julian, who's a, a champion powerlifter, is on the podcast. He'll do twenty grams a day and then maybe cut it back down to ten. So he'll do like two scoops and two of his drinks throughout the day. Um, and I think Julian does, I just a straight up twenty grams a day. He's fucking huge as well.
1: So yeah, yeah. Um, anything on the live? Hiya, hiya. I'm still struggling with impatience. I'm on fat loss journey round two, and I expect I will be for at least another twelve months. I'm loving the workouts and diet, and I trust the process. But I do have to consistently remind myself to keep the impatience in check and not change anything, as it's clearly working. I was listening to an old live today where you talked about not using the scales, and it got me thinking maybe I should stop weighing myself for a few weeks do you think this would be a good idea or are there other mental tricks you can use to stop the impatience
0: great question and yeah i think it was just the last five i i've spoken about this before like i say it it can depend on the person and or it can just depend on the experience that you're having there are some times where like i look as coaches is it really helpful for us that you keep weighing in yes but you're saying it's working which means I'm more than happy for you to shop for two or three weeks and then come back to it temporarily. And then we can go, we can do it like that. Um, but yeah, like I, like I say, I I myself and I have had clients who respond really well to that kind of accountability and like that staying on track of the weighing in and the you know progress photos and then actually I've had times in clients who really fucks with them and throws them off and it really just depends um if you know that the process is working and you know how to tick these boxes and you have this success like under your belt right now absolutely come away from it like come away from it for two or three weeks let's come back to
1: it temporarily and go from there Emma I agree if you think that that's impacting your impatience or as Chloe's saying it's quite a good marker it's like it's good for us to know what's going on again it's not the only marker like just make sure that you're still doing progress photos you're still um measuring what you're doing in the gym like looking at your performance markers getting involved in the push up challenge maybe so that you can see things like improving and you you've said in here as well like it's obviously working so you must be seeing some results i really think with the whole impatience thing now that the best way to avoid the problem of impatience is to enjoy the process and stop worrying about the outcome so much if you enjoy the process you've kind of already won like if you're genuinely able to enjoy the process and stop worrying about that then why are you why would you be impatient anymore because you're not now waiting to get to that end goal and the whole point of the ec method is that you live your best life and yet still get closer to your results so that you're not like delaying any happiness or waiting to get to that scale weight goal or whatever it is that you think is at the end of your journey and you're actually just enjoying the process uh that's what we want you to get to and then when you enjoy the process you're not really impatient anymore because you're like oh i'm having fun doing it anyway i know i'm moving in the right direction like you're ticking all the boxes to me it, it sounds to me like you're already doing it incredibly well you, yeah. you can see progress in the right direction and you're generally enjoying it because you said that you were loving the workouts etc cetera, etc cetera. like just stop putting so much pressure on yourself um she says i'm measuring and taking pictures i've lost 8.5 kilograms already wow it's working it's just a long journey like that who cares if it's a long journey like you're making incredible progress yeah. stop worrying about how long it's going to take because it's going to take the time anyway just keep plowing away and doing exactly what you're doing
0: yeah i was going to say it reminds me of that meme that the time's going to pass anyway so yeah <laughs> keep chucking um okay anything else no we're good emma langham hi gals loving the gym workouts currently doing push pull legs every week with the new kettlebell ones added oh i added kettlebell workouts how would you suggest adding these in between a push pull leg day with some cardio um to be honest i put the kettlebell workouts in there for home home worker outers If you wanted to do a kettlebell workout on a fourth day, great. Um, If you feel like you could do one after one of Emma's gym workouts, great. Although, um, maybe (laughs) approach that with caution. Um, Yeah, Emma.
1: What, when to fit in kettlebell workouts?
0: Yeah, she wants to do one as well as the push-pull legs.
1: Oh, if you're just doing push-pull legs, I would do it definitely on a separate day. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah i've done that before. i've done a heavy lifting session and then like like a hotel gym like the only thing they had was my kettle and i was like oh i guess i could kind of do cardio with like so fuck it, anyway. <laughs> like five minutes and i was like i'm gonna die
1: they also never have like any ventilation or anything it's just like a sauna <laughs> No, i'm not
0: it's, uh, i'm not even gonna say that this is such fast world problems people will be like cry me a fucking river can't even
1: say it. No,
0: say it. <laughs> when I went to the Maldives. <laughs> and it was a trip I didn't even pay for.
1: Gosh, and they didn't even have air con. It was the
0: what? No air conditioning in the gym. So all the mirrors and all the windows would constantly steam up. It was like working out in a steam room. <laughs>
1: Me a river. God, I so hope you're life. okay. I'm glad that you made it through that though. That's what matters. And you it's come out gosh. stronger.
0: That was a really traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Anything
1: else? laughs> right. This one says, Hiya, hope you're well. Just a quick one. I'm doing Emma's gym workouts adapted for home. I have dumbbells. So doing what I can. Could you give me a swap for leg press, please? PT hub says, squats but I'm doing squats at the beginning shall I do another squat variation thank you gem yeah I would do another squat variation one that got really popular in lockdown which I actually quite like is putting the foam roller behind your back like up against a wall and then like holding a weight and squatting up and down like that it feels a little bit like a leg press so you could try that but yeah any kind of squat variation fine just think of the movement of the leg press is similar to a squat
0: yeah. Is anything pushing? Yeah, pushing down
1: into your heels. Anything at all. Um, okay. Anything else? Uh, quick question: Are there full body gym workouts? So you have one full body workout, and you will get new gym workouts. Wait, is it today? <laughs> is it week four? Yeah, it's week four. Right, you'll get new gym workouts today. Don't worry, they're ready. I just haven't sent them. They will be sent straight <laughs> after this live.
0: That's what happens when you have two weekends working, Emma. I lose all time of sense of time. Um. Okay. Oh, by the way, did you see that video of james Jamesy on the boat that he put up this morning? Yes, (laughs) it's the best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) That's what what was happening on that day where you were like, Chloe's gone missing, and I be
1: (laughs) 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 nearly died at sea, Emma. (laughs) You actually (laughs) did. I was like, "What's that under the (laughs) town?" And it was you. Yeah no because
0: it was like constantly spraying and like my eyes were getting more and more again life is really hard for me (laughs) on a boat in (laughs) ivy okay uh samantha parker i know we are a way off yet but what happens at the end of the eight weeks we get this in every round do you just send us off into the sunset armed with all our knowledge but no facebook or workout access yeah (laughs) yeah bye (laughs) Nailed it. Um, Or is there some sort of halfway house? How long between one round finishes and the next round starts? Um, So, yeah, look, you know, this is eight-week coaching. We give you all the files. We give you all the workouts. We do the lives. Obviously, you we coach you every day over Facebook if you tag us. And we hope that at the end of eight weeks, to be honest, you stay on because, you know, this is a process and it doesn't just happen overnight. Um, We want you to stay on, but we hope that at the end of the eight weeks, if you don't want to or you can't afford it or whatever, we've given you a fuck bucket load of information to go off and and succeed on your own. However, we would love for you to stay on. We are not having a break between rounds this round. We're rolling straight over for reasons I won't go into, but uh, we would love to have you stay on
1: and yeah. Emma, anything to add? Nothing really, apart from, yeah, like probably half the people in this group are grads. In fact, just over half are grads. So like that's the whole point is that, yeah, eight weeks is a bit of a kickstart. And if you only want to stay for eight weeks, we hope that you've learned enough to implement that on your own. But if you want some help, support, guidance, continued workouts, et cetera, et cetera, that's why people stay. And actually the people that have got the best results are the ones that have been here the longest. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, like over, yeah, like over fifty
0: percent of our EC method clients are returners, which is a huge compliment. And thank you all so much. Um, and then I would say every few months, loads of them who've been here for ages say goodbye, and it's tragic and traumatic, and they go. And then we have a huge influx of new people, and then we start all over again, really. But we still have some people, at like least, here from round one. i'm trying to think is there anyone else who's still here from round one she left and came back yeah
1: i think a few people did round
0: one left ollie yeah 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 we do we have we have a lot of returners which is great and also it's just really (laughs) from a a lazy coach perspective very helpful when we take loads of new people on and we've basically got
1: an army of kind of helpful people yeah helpers (laughs) Um, someone just said, I'm so sorry that you had such a traumatic time, Chloe. I'm glad that you survived your non-air-conditioned gym for free on your holiday in the Maldives. I think we're all just really happy that you managed to get through that. And people are reeling, I'm sure, from that story. And I know that
0: you'll think about it today and it will hurt and scare <laughs> you. But I am here and I did make it through and it's okay. And I'll never forget... <laughs> <laughs> stressed and I had to cancel work when James came in and said they're paying me well actually they're not paying him they're giving me a free holiday to go to the Maldives and talk over rugby games I was like okay
1: (laughs) okay I couldn't imagine not being here I'm not done yet so much still to learn and overcome Ollie
0: we love ollie ollie's making me laugh so much at the moment (laughs) ollie on tour is the most lols ollie we've ever had
1: it actually Uh, is isn't it yeah he's so so i also love his Um, little digs at us what i love his little digs at us i know like that's when you know (laughs) that someone knows you
0: yeah when you get passive aggressive clients (laughs) kind of love it though um Okay, Gemma Cottrell. Hi, both. I hope you're well. Just a quick one regarding protein. I usually have three main meals a day, getting in 25 grams plus protein in each one. Very good, Gemma. Gold star for you. In between, I have a few snacks to keep me satiated, usually fruit, and my daily crunchy. Love it. I always feel like,
1: can we just talk about crunchies for one second? They scare me quite a lot. What? The crunchy chocolate bar. Yeah. No, because one time I put my tongue in it, And then it, like, all, like, you know, the little middle bit. And then it got stuck. And then it cut my tongue. Shut up. Yeah. Cut cut your tongue? Yeah. I think, I mean, I should have just chilled out and it would have melted. But I just was like, (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know. Why do we feel the need (laughs) to show everybody that's that was amazing um you're welcome (laughs) you should have just chilled out but you freaked out and cut your tongue um my point on crunchies is that i feel that so much of it gets stuck in your teeth that it's kind of like a waste of a chocolate bar yeah but you're
1: saving it for ron (laughs) (laughs)
0: um oh i'll tell you what though i know when i'm lean because i see like honeycomb you know you go to like sweet shops and they have it like and it's just like straight up sugar and my brain goes into like overdrive, like I need it, I need it, I need it and I have to get the hell out of there. (laughs) Um, Okay, I pick these snacks purposefully. Purposely? Is it
1: purposely or purposefully? Purposely. Okay, well she says purposefully, so I'm clear. Well, I mean she might be right. I'm not gonna, I might be wrong. Purposely.
0: Due to their high volume, low calorie content, and because the crunchy is a little bit of what I love, sometimes it gets swapped out for vodka. Gemma, <laughs> okay. you know you're my spirit animal. <laughs> I, due to this, occasionally I don't achieve 100 grams of protein, more like 85 to 90 grams. How much impact will this have, or is it okay as I'm still maximising MPS three times a day with my main meals? I just love my daily crunchy. I'm really picking the crunchy up. When I most, I most likely have to give it up to get that last smidge of protein in the context my goal is fat loss i'm only five foot tall i have no idea of my weight because i only use my clothes as my measure of success thank you so much gemma emma
1: wow um i don't think it's going to make much difference i actually lowered my protein intake recently just because i wanted to stop eating as much meat then it was a bit easier And and i kind of wanted to do it as a bit of an experiment to see what would happen and basically nothing happened I think that it, beca- now bearing in mind, I'm in a slightly different position where I'm not in a calorie deficit. So it's a little bit more important when you're in a state of catab- like breakdown, right? So what you're doing is eating enough protein and stimulating muscle via resistance training to make sure that you're maintaining as much lean muscle as possible. So I would say that protein's a bit more important when you're dieting. When you're at, like I'm just at maintenance, I've lowered my intake to about 75 to 80 grams a day. I split it I think it becomes more important to make sure that you're getting decent portions in portions in at least three times a day I try and get four in a day of at least or three or four in a day um so I don't think it will make a huge difference and what you've got to weigh up here is the pros and cons of the situation like actually if you're it sounds like you're quite enjoying your diet it sounds like adherence is quite good it sounds like if we were like no you need to hit your protein target that means taking out the crunchy that you freaking love clearly and that's going to impact your adherence and your enjoyment of the diet, then it's completely not worth it for an extra 10 grams of protein. But yeah. it would be wrong of us to be like, nah, protein's not that important. But you have to weigh up the the benefits there. Like, I don't think you probably won't even notice the difference. And if satiety is okay for you and your resistance training and you feel well recovered, I'm not overly stressed that you're getting 80 grams as opposed to 100 grams. Is that what she said, 80? 80
0: to 90
1: yeah yeah fine yeah I mean
0: yeah yeah Uh, yeah I'm I think if you're getting in 25 grams plus you know and three meals spaced throughout the day that's fucking fantastic and exactly what Emma said it looks like you're really enjoying your diet and you're like on a bit of a roll with this and I really like that and that's kind of the holy grail of where we want to get with clients so to sacrifice 10 grams of protein to have that it's i think it's a fair trade um and i'm into it um i would like to know what calories you're on because if it's a case of like you're on 50 calories you could probably come up to 1600 and get some more protein in um but yeah jet like overall i i really liked it i really like what you're doing and i'm i'm a proud coach so yeah fuck we're it. big fans we're big fans of the crunchy Big pass Um, of Gemma. Gemma (laughs) and her crunchy obsession.
1: Um, Right, anything on the live? Uh, Someone's just comment saying, crunchies are the best. I used to buy a crunchy and a packet of cigarettes every Monday when I was at school. Nice.
0: I used to buy Max Paprika Crisps, a Willy Wonka chocolate bar and a packet of cigarettes. Not every day. I mean, I was like a kid, so I was like barely, you know, (laughs) smoking to be cool. And we'd like go down to the local... uh, I don't even know what, what, like, garage, like, mechanics, like, place, and just, like, sit on the floor and smoke and eat. Ugh, disgusting.
1: Ugh. It's weird thinking what you... I used to go to school, and every day I'd buy a big thing of minstrels, like, genuinely every day, and eat them throughout the day. How <laughs> strange. I'm shit. like, why was I not massively overweight? Like...
0: Oh, because I reckon you and me were the same. Like, I was, like, always. I was... Fucking hyper as a kid. Yeah, never sat still. I'm like, I mean, anyway. Right, let's move (laughs) on. (laughs) Oh, kids. Okay, Abby Shalcross. Hello, lovely ladies. I'm after some advice, please. Week three, and I'm hitting eighteen hundred calories, hundred and ten to one hundred and thirty grams of protein a day four gym sessions a week and 10 to 15,000 steps a day. My goal is hypertrophy to build muscle, but three weeks in and I've gained a little weight. I started at 51.3 and I'm now weighing in at 51.9 and five foot three. I know it takes time, but I'm wondering if I should up my calories slightly. Um, No, I think this is exactly what we want. You know, every few weeks we want to see a very small increase in weight. And if that weight starts to jump up massively, then actually I would say the opposite. We need to um, relook at your 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 calories in and your your expenditure out. Um, but this all looks perfect to me. All your numbers look great. I'm happy that with hypertrophy as a goal that you are hitting a slightly higher protein count. To be honest, um, and yeah, I'm I'm I, I think stay where you are. It's most what likely were her working. Calories? Emma, what was the calories? She's on eighteen hundred calories four gym workouts a week and 10 to fifteen thousand steps a day which is high
1: yeah i would say i I mean i completely agree but i would say like maybe you can have a bit more food if you if you want to uh but i don't think that that's a particularly slow rate of remember how slow muscle is to build if you're sitting kind of around maintenance that's probably a pretty good place to be i wouldn't you don't need to change anything 51.3 to 51.9 in
0: three weeks my only
1: thing is like how how tall is she five
0: foot three yeah i'm happy with that i um yeah like it's quite light
1: i just wonder if she's very lean
0: it is maybe yeah if you want to upload photos do but I like that. I like your stats and I like your rate. Um, okay. Susie Hood. Hello, lovely ladies. Any chance of doing a rolling monthly subscription payment instead of full payment every eight weeks? I'm here for keeps. I just wondered if it was possible because I have an online shopping addiction. Uh, we tried to do that. My PT hub don't let us do that,
1: right? Is that No, right? they do. They do. Oh, they the do. reason that we didn't want to do it is because then we have to process cancellations. But no I mean, it's something. If enough people want to do that, like it's not, it's not really a big deal either way. We I think we've that. only
0: been asked in a year and a half twice.
1: Yeah, I just think I,
0: it's I, we don't think it's necessarily worth it.
1: And because, like, in comparison to most coaching programs, we're very cheap.
0: Yeah. I was talking to one of our one of our peers the other day about how much he charges, and I was like, "Shit, me." Shit, the bed. <laughs> we need to raise our prices. <laughs> no, we like we like that we're a kind of what's the word? Open.
1: Affordable. I don't know what.
0: The... Yeah, affordable. There you go. Um, we <clears throat> Okay, Sharon Matthews. Hi guys, I'm doing the home weighted workouts, but when I do the Cuban press, front raise into press, my shoulders make a cracking noise. It's only doing this movement that it happens. It doesn't hurt, but it feels strange and it doesn't sound nice. Is there an alternative I can do? Thank you. Yeah, just do a standard military press. There's no real need to be doing front raises anyway. I just like the Cuban press because it's fun. (laughs) Just swap it out for a military press. Um, Okay, Fiona Rice greetings oh wise ones i'm hitting my non-negotiables and seeing results and enjoying the process so thank you so much for all that you both do my big problem is sleep as a mum, i love having a few hours in the evening to wind down but i'm going to bed far too late and get not yeah and not getting (laughs) tips for how to make yourself go to bed on time in other words can you help this parent parent herself Fiona I can so really I don't have kids and I really like to just like wind down in the evenings and then before I know it it's like midnight and I'm like shit um there's no real advice go to bed an hour earlier <laughs> it's up to you to 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 figure it out and implement um Emma would any tips for making someone go to bed on a time
1: uh yeah set an alarm to go to bed yeah that's, that's kind of maybe just what you have to do and I would try it for a week and see if you're feeling the benefit. And I think that's how you like continue to do those things. Like, yeah, it's probably nice to chill out in the evening. But if you notice after a week that you're like, I have so much more energy and like, I feel a lot better. My mood is improved, etc., etc., Then you're like, okay, well, actually it's worth, it's worth missing out on the hour of watching TV before I go to bed normally or chill out time so that I can go to bed earlier. Or you make your chill out time more i was going to say intense that's not the right word <laughs> make your chill out time really intense no like more intended i guess or like directional so you're like okay i've got half an hour i'm going to turn off the phone i'm going to turn up and i'm going to sit on my own and i'm going to read or like whatever it is or you're going to have a bath and you set yourself a time period for it you allocate that time period for it rather than Oh, I'm going to chill out now for a bit. But actually you spend half an hour of that time tidying up your room and then half an hour doing something else. And then by the time you know it, it is midnight and you haven't chilled out yet. Like yeah. be more intentional with your chill out time and then set a timer for that and then set a bedtime timer.
0: Yeah, that's a really good good tip. Like, So James has like a good rule where he's like, we'll watch one episode of whatever we're watching and then we're going to bed. Because typically that'll be like, we sit down for dinner, eat at like eight watch one episode and then go to bed. But, you know, truth be told, if he's not here, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch five. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just about being strict with yourself.
1: Oh, just a quick one. Someone <laughs> said, I have to go now, but if you could look at my earlier question on the group. Oh, maybe it's in the question thread. I, I also can't see who it is, so it's not very helpful. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to see... Ch-ch-ch-ch- I
0: only have one tag that I haven't got to today, in this group. Okay. No oh, shit, now I've gone back.
1: Okay.
0: Who? Oh wait, to sorry. That, Maybe I yeah. missed it.
1: Earlier question on this live thread. Um. Was it about more traumatic stories from the Maldives? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've made a slow start. Calories, steps, protein. Yes. Exercise. No. We'll definitely need to sign up for round two. Sign up option sent to exist is the sign up option sent to existing group members. Yes, and you have a different sign up. than... so the grads have a slightly different sign up, just so that you get new workouts and things. So that will be in the group. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, and so you get first dips. Yes. Uh, okay. Sue Bamford. Hi, ladies. My question is how to know the amount of sets reps to do for fat loss or hypertrophy i'm struggling to know the best combination if i go it alone no no you don't we don't have you lifting for fat loss we have you lifting for for physique for health for strength for, so that there would be no changes also can you advise of any great nutrition courses available
1: emma wow, wow. i run a nutrition yeah. course called EIQNutrition.com. If you want to look at it, it's eiknutrition.com with my business partner, Amelia, who is phenomenal. So, yeah, if you want to talk to me about that, just shoot me a message. Um, Last but not
0: least, I think you're both just bloody awesome. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Sue.
1: Okay. Okay, I've got Karen one here. G. The oh, Wendy, oh, the Wendy James. Oh, right. Okay, wait. <laughs> is that the person that Ollie's on tour with? yeah all right okay i have found where david lloyd's tour is tomorrow i will be visiting emma's rival uni cambridge and there's david lloyd's three miles away um it's been 10 days without a car now being that i can't get any routine in my workouts at the moment and don't really know how many times i can train a week should i just do a full body gym workout yeah i would just do a full body gym workout yeah A hundy (laughs) pete.
0: Excellent. Okay, Karen Dewhurst. Hello, lovely ladies. I'm concerned that I'm eating too much protein. I've noticed that I average between 150 to 160 grams. I tend to have chicken or fish for lunch, an avocado, kale, spinach, smoothie with a scoop of protein powder, then meat and veg for dinner. I'm now 70 kilos, 5 foot 5, hitting steps daily, doing four home gym sessions. Um you're not eating too much protein but that is on the higher end of protein and feel free to have your smoothie for example without your protein powder and bring it down if you want to but you're not eating too much protein it's a complete myth that your body can't you know handle more protein than is recommended it can um it's just it's not necessary and it's expensive and as Emma will tell you, because I think this is why she did it. It's not great for the environment. Um, so yeah, just pull it pull it down if you want to, but you definitely don't have to. Yeah,
1: Emma, what's, she, how much she, is she eating?
0: 150 grams.
1: Yeah, that's fine. It's not, I mean, actually, we set your protein targets. Remember, these are a minimum. We set them relatively in comparison to some coaches quite low yeah. um, for optimal body composition or optimal muscle mass, you're probably looking at close to 2.2 grams per kilogram body weight. Um, oh, although one thing I will caveat here is I would do that if you are going to do that off your, and again, we don't have target scale weight, so just pick like a healthy BMI range for you and do it off that weight. Because if you've got, I don't know, 50 kilograms of fat to lose and you're like, i just do two grams per kilogram body weight or 2.2 grams per kilogram body weight, you're going to be trying to eat a fuck ton of protein. Whereas if you go off like what would be deemed like your lean weight, somewhere within a healthy BMI range, it doesn't need to be exact, maybe somewhere in the middle of that for you, go off that weight and do 2.2 grams per kilogram body weight. That would probably be what would be deemed optimal. The reason we don't do that is one, because people struggle to get in that much protein. Two, because there's a huge environmental impact of that. Three, it's very expensive um four it can be quite unenjoyable and gives you like less flexibility with the rest of your diet five don't know
0: but if, you're, five. if it's happening naturally and you're happy and you're enjoying it fine. i mean it's fine it's yeah not. oh it's
1: absolutely not a problem 150 grams isn't actually that much no
0: it's not i mean well it's not um i'm trying to yeah okay um, hi, sorry, another question from me, Sarah Dilla, I don't know how to say your name, Sarah Dilla Coise I don't fucking know, but I like it, I'll tell you that for free. It's about alcohol and going out, I went out and had a few drinks and tried to spread the calories out over the week, but obviously it gave me less food. Should I be doing this? I like going out drinking once or twice a week and I don't know how to approach it. Some of me wants to restrict to balance it out. If I don't, I'm worried I'll end up in the bucket. I don't know how to handle these situations with fat loss is my goal. I'm hoping to lose two stone overall, but I want this to be a true lifestyle change. Thank you. Great question. No, I would say, first and foremost, banking calories in the lead up to an event or, you know, hen do or whatever is one thing. I would say 99.9% of clients who then try and like, like, um, what's the word? Like, like back. Backtrack of their way back into overeating or drinking, will find that it has a huge impact on their food, that it's very unenjoyable, and that actually it really promotes a binge restrict cycle with you and your diet. And that is exactly what we're trying to avoid. So, my advice to you would be either to consider potentially coming up to maintenance on the days that you go out drinking, being very mindful of what definitely eat beforehand. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to fast so I can save calories, alcohol. No. Eat, but be very mindful about having lower calorie meals throughout the course of the day so that you're fed and you're happy. And when you go out, you have more calories to play with, both because of slightly lower calorie meals throughout the course of the day and because you've come up to maintenance one night a week. And that should really do the trick. Um, and that should be enough. Add to that, you know, the other the other thing, I want this to be a lifestyle change for you too. And I drink as well. Um, so you know, this is absolutely not preaching in any way, shape, or form. But that there is an element of, you know pre-track what you're likely to drink um and you know remember that if you're on a diet and you want to lose two stone alcohol is a sub-optimal choice of calorie intake it just is um so you know have some I guess self-control around it which I know is a very hard thing to instruct when you're drinking and everything's a great idea especially more drinks um but it is fair to say it's kind of like saying I really like eating you know 10 chocolate bars on a Saturday night when I watch a film and it's like okay but you have 10 stone to lose so we can either come up to maintenance, we can try and allow for this, but there's also a middle ground of like, you need
1: to, you know, compromise here. Um, and that that's what I would say. Emma? Yeah, I think compromise is the main thing here. And, and maybe just like looking at the drinks that you're having, because everyone can absolutely, like no one's on ridiculously low calories that they couldn't fit in a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of gin and tonics or... <laughs> You might want to say, actually, at this point, given that this is my goal at the moment, I'm going to go out once a week, not twice a week. That's going to be part of my compromise. Or one of the times I'm just going to have one drink. It, and I think you'll realise as well that actually, sometimes when you just have one drink, you're like, oh, normally I would have three or four. But actually, I did, it didn't ruin my enjoyment just having one and having, like, lemonade the rest of the time, or, like, Diet Coke. And I completely agree with Chloe with the reactive versus proactive so if you're proactive and you're like right i've got a night out on friday i'm gonna save a couple hundred calories over the week totally fine like you can fit that in if on the other hand it's monday morning and you're like i've massively overeaten this week and i'm gonna try and cut my calories back to a thousand a day or something like that's reactive and that tends to end in as chloe's saying binge restrict cycle so this is why it's always like we always give quite a lot of nuance when we get this question because yeah, you absolutely can save calories, but we don't want you to take the piss and like have 10 chocolate bars and then be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just eat cucumber for the rest of the week. Like, yeah, your average might be the same at the end of the week, but how that's actually impacted you is going to be vastly different than if you just planned ahead and you've sort of like made some allowances for some things that you enjoy, but not gone mental with it. And remember that, yeah, you've got a weight loss goal. So everything, you know, everything has... You can have whatever you want, but it has a consequence. Same as anything in life.
0: Yeah, and it's the same thing. And this is like my new thing. It's really fucking winding me up at the moment on social media. Is this like ugh. the answer? More often than not, lies in the middle. It's not like this is good, this is bad. Everyone should be like that. It's like no. The answer, more in order for you to be happy and healthy, mentally and physically, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, it lies in the middle. Um, so exactly what emma said like it's not oh and by the way thank you for reactive (laughs) that's the word i was reaching for um it's not a case of like you know you should have whatever you want like you shouldn't restrict yourself okay hello obesity and shit relationship with my body and shit relationship with food and shit just shit storm and it's also not about like if you're a disciplined client, you will stick to the 1500 calories every single day. And okay. Again, thank you. Bad relationship with food, bad relationship with body, bad relationship with my coach. Like shit. The answer lies in the fucking
1: middle. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm really struggling with this at the moment. <laughs> Agreed though. That's, and it's such an important point to make. And so many people like, so I had a chat with loads of clients this weekend. And the one thing that I think everyone, and this is true for EC method people is, It's the all or nothing mentality. That's what we always come back to. Oh, and then I fell in the fuck it bucket. Or like, and then I was completely off my diet. Like, that seems to be the fundamental problem. And that's because balance is freaking hard. Like, it's really easy to say, no, I'm not having any drinks. And it's really easy to have all the drinks. Or it's really easy to say no to chocolate or to eat all of the chocolate, but like they kind of come hand in hand. It's like, if you're saying no to the chocolate for so long, then inevitably at some point you're going to be like, oh, I need to eat 10 chocolate bars. So it's the middle ground that like, that that's the hard bit, having one and then being like, I enjoyed that and now I'm moving on with my day. And it takes a bit of work and it can seem weird to be like, do you know what? My win this week was that I had one piece of chocolate or one bar of chocolate. I really enjoyed it. And then I moved on with my day. And that yeah. can, like that can actually be huge. I know to, to some people they'll be like, well, that's not that's not a win or like that's not a victory for me. Like it, it actually is like the ability to do that and the ability to have balance. That's what's going to make this long term. And I know some people are like, oh no, but discipline. I didn't have any chocolate for the whole eight weeks. We're not impressed by that. Like what we're impressed by is the people that are like I had a couple of weddings during the time, and I know I maybe could have lost more weight, but actually I enjoyed this food and I was eating with my family, and although I, I lost eight pounds instead of ten which i might have lost if i had like over restricted like that's what makes it long term so we want you to find balance and we want you to be able to go out and drink and we want you to be able to go out and have a good time and eat with your family and all these things yeah absolutely what and emma said this before and you know bearing on point what's
0: the point in doing all this if it makes your life worse The whole point of this is to make it better. So the second that you start robbing yourself of all of those really lovely things in life, which do include some for some of us, for some of us socially drinking or socially eating, what's the fucking point in doing it then? You know, and it's it's really important to remember that. And also just one more thing I just want to throw out there because it's my life and I can There's nothing... I'm getting, again, a bit fed up with all these people preaching that you shouldn't care about how you look. When these are people who are literally, like, wearing makeup in the post. So they're just contradicting themselves right off the bat. Listen, and I posted about this in in a live yesterday. And honestly, guys, like, (laughs) there's nothing of course there is way too much emphasis on how women look we all know this it's an uphill struggle we can't always be asked to shave our fucking legs or wear makeup because we're going to dinner with friends. it's like a fucking ball ache. we all know this we can all relate it's true although you know again that being said some women love it you know like look at the kardashians they are literally like thriving in hair and makeup every day great good for them that ain't me but whatever yeah, each to their own it's perfectly okay to care about how you look and it's perfectly okay to want to get in physique shape and it's perfectly okay to change your mind and it's perfectly okay to decide that actually you don't really care if you're a stone heavier than you think you should be and good for you for finally coming to that conclusion. But I'm getting like really fed up with all these like preachy girls on Instagram being like, again, and I said this yesterday, showing their amazing physique body and saying to all their female followers, you shouldn't care how you look. It's like, fuck, I'm sorry, fuck off. A, it's not realistic. B, it's not helpful. C, it's incredibly patronising. And also, it's ironic as fuck coming
1: from you. So I just wanted to say that. That's the main thing, isn't it? It's the irony. You're like... And, and also because like we personally know some of these people, it's like... What, yeah, I get I get that sometimes, and I think this happens a lot with social media, a lot of what people put out, especially especially if you're like a personal brand, is really a note to self. So they might be saying like, accept your body you look fine or you know blah 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 you, you shouldn't care about how you look and it's like yeah because you're struggling with that and that's what you need to hear at the moment which is yeah. fine but I think it, it can be a bit like disillusional for people who are looking at that and be like oh well she doesn't care at all and also yeah fine you don't care at all because you're wearing a shit ton of makeup and you dull yourself up and blah 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 it's just it's funny to see like such a lack of self-awareness such a lack of self-awareness and like I mean,
0: what was I going to say? I was going to be like, I literally just had like quite a, quite a crux of my point and it's just completely gone out of my head. Um, oh yeah, I know. It's this also on Instagram, this kind of like, I think I would call it like lazy socializing via social media. This like need to align yourself with a cause, like with an act, like this is what I stand for. Why? Like we're complex people. Sometimes I do want to wear makeup and go out, and I do. and sometimes I don't. And it changes day to day, like nighttime. That's just one example of a, like a shit ton of emotions, thoughts, feelings, and practicalities that go through my head on a day- to day basis. Like you don't have to align yourself with the course. You can be quite conversational with yourself and open to different approaches again, within yourself, but with other people too, day to day, month to month, year to year. Why do we all have to be like, over here in this camp or over here in this camp. Like I say, like love yourself. We shouldn't care how we look, like fuck the patriarchy and all that. And I am like that. Or over here, like fucking dial
1: in, do the work. But I'm also like that. Why why? What is happening? (laughs) I think I know because I feel the same. I'm like I can see but like I feel really passionate about both sides in different situations. And I think that just comes from like knowing yourself. True. But I also think that it's a game on social media, isn't it? Like if you if you suddenly massively tied your flags to one side, you you would probably grow because people get confused with messaging. They're like, oh, and also balanced messaging is quite boring. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, I yeah. can see the benefits of both sides of this rather than just being like, this is what you need to do and fuck everybody else and being like really opinionated with things. Like that's what gets a big following. So I think some people are just playing that game. Well,
0: you know what? I'm gonna make it my fucking mission, and I already kind of have had many, many rants this weekend. But yeah, it's really irritating me, and it's so true as well. Like, what? I, yeah, you do, you do. We see the most successful people in our industry, and they are the ones that put down a flag and they don't fucking move from it. And it's yeah, it's fair. And also, just another thing: people lie. People are fake, and I know that everyone's looking at like these people on social media now. These like social media celebrities, it's huge fun you know they're like wow this person must be doing something right it's like a lot of people and we we should all know this by now on social media are full of fucking shit so you know they're no better than you and i said this in another post take that hype that you're giving to these random people who you know may or may not be authentic and give it to yourself hype yourself up it's like there's my (laughs) self-help
1: yeah but it's so true so true and actually they are just all normal people with their own struggles and a lot of like a lot of it is a front We actually put up, like, we had a talk on the weekend and one of the slides was about this woman who had 2 million followers and started trying to sell T-shirts and she sold 32. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, our example was just, like, because this was for personal trainers looking to grow their business and so many personal trainers, as soon as they finish their personal training qualification, are like, how do I build an online following? And I'm like, that's literally the last thing you should be thinking about right now. Like, it's so irrelevant right now. What you should be thinking about is how do I become the best coach and help the most people? Like, how do I get good at what I do? Because that's the first step. But anyway, we were sort of just proving that actually, you know, a big following doesn't equate to a big business.
0: No, no, no. Every, so you look at like the the reality girls, every year they release a book on the exact same day as me. And it's usually with a very similar title, with a very similar crux of said book. And I just, I'm going to sound like a dick, but I'll just say it. I outsell them a hundred times over every time because nobody uh, well and this is actually why I always say like we really patronize the health and fitness audience like of course it's not great when somebody from TOWIE is trying to sell you know a skinny jab to young women and we know that and we need to say that we need to stand up and say that But a lot of people aren't that fucking stupid. Like my parents proved this with their book club. All the producers, the channel were like, we're not doing a book club, your audience don't read. And they were like, fuck off, yes they do. And within a month they became two of the most powerful people in publishing, having never written a book, never worked in publishing, not literary agents. Like, still patronizing the audience, like, they know. And like I say, the book
1: sales show it. So, well. Show that I'm really good at my job. <laughs> no, but they show that there's more substance to you, right? Like, it's not just a huge following. It's like, I actually know what I'm talking about. And that's the difference between, oh, I just followed this girl from, I don't know, TOWIE or whatever, because, I don't know, it's a little bit of entertainment, but I'd never fucking buy anything. Yeah, Of course not. Whereas actually, if someone's willing to, like, pay for your coaching, that means that they respect what you've put out. That means that, like, I've never had someone come to me for coaching and been like, that selfie you put up (laughs) that's that's when i knew you were the one that could help me but the posts that probably don't get many likes that are actually explaining i don't know some mindset around fat loss or something that could actually help people that's practical and useful they're the ones that actually matter that are actually helping people and that will inevitably hopefully lead to someone being like yeah actually i think you could coach me and i could get results with you
0: Yeah I'm doing a bit of an experiment on my page at the moment Uh, I'm not saying anything about it I'm just doing it and I'm gonna sit and
1: watch what happens I've noticed huh I've noticed
0: yeah so it's interesting but actually it's really so I've done this before oh yeah so it's just about seeing what what will get more interaction in an informative post and I will say that like it used to be very, very black and white, and now
1: it's really leveling out, and I'm I'm intrigued as to why. Do you mean black and white as in, you'd put up a photo of you on holiday in a bikini with some information it would get more likes? Oh yeah. And then like you'd thousands- put up a photo of you, or not a photo, like an infographic, yeah.
0: Yeah, like nothing. But, and so it used to be like, literally 4,000 likes over here, 200 likes over here. It was that night and day. Something really interesting has happened. Although somebody said something about algorithms the other day, which made me think, I wonder if that might be it. But anyway, was it was Dan, it was Dan Oisman said something about Instagram changing the algorithm. I don't know, anyway. Um, but now I'm seeing it really level out, which I'm finding interesting. And I'm kind of in a weird way, taking as a good thing. Like, yeah, anyway. Right, anything left live, then we'll do one more on here. Yeah, let's do the last one. Okay, Anita Smith hi chloe emma (laughs) no i just chose to read it like that (laughs) that was creative license on my part. hi chloe emma struggling a bit with my protein target i always seem to be 30 grams or so short and when i try to amp it up i go over my calories i'm tracking everything in my fitness pal any tips greatly appreciated first 10 days the ec method was a write-off as i had a chest infection but i am loving it now that i'm fully in the swing of it thank you um you know what, Anita? I mean, I would just say, do you want to take a screen, some screen grabs of a t- one, not five, one typical daily day of <laughs> daily day of tracking for you, and I'll help you out. But yeah, it, it might just be about making some swaps and upping your protein. Emma?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think that we need to start looking more at that as well, and maybe we'll do a little bit on this, like the importance of food volume, because you can make fifteen hundred calories look like no food at all or you can make 1,500 calories really actually quite satiating and relatively easy to stick to. So I think so many people get fixated on the number and they're like, oh, I shouldn't be hungry because I'm on 1,800 calories. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if you don't make good food choices, you'll still be hungry on 1,800 calories. It's not just the total energy being taken in, it's the form that it's being taken in. in.
0: Yeah, and that's just another point before we end. That's another thing, like, it's great to be like, it's all about calories, calorie deficit, calories, calories, calories. And it's like, yeah, but a lot of people are like, well, how do I do that? What should I eat? How am I going to be full? What is a protein source? What the fuck? Like, there is actually something to be said for being a little bit more, um, I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, that's why we've got the food Bible and we've got examples. So people can be like, ah, oh, okay, this is what this looks like. But it is like, if you're starting from scratch and someone was like, I mean, even us, if we were starting from scratch and someone was like, it's 1500 calories and 100 grams of protein, go. You'd be like, what does that look like in food?
0: Yeah, it's really, really difficult. And that's why like, I'm not saying like, you know, being written a meal plan is good. That's not great. But you coming up like us, you know, giving you examples and you coming up with your own meal plan um, and anyone who's still flying by the seat of their pants with their tracking, you know, I would start to think about that because it'll get a lot easier and you'll probably you'll most definitely get better results if we start to come up with some kind of a plan with your food that you love and you enjoy. Okay, we've been going forever, so we should probably pop off now. Okay, bye.